0: Welcome to this online act of worship at St Bride's Church Fleet Street here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're joining us. Do please leave a comment or a like, it's always good to hear from you and if you would like to donate to help support these online services you'll find information about how to do so in the accompanying text. And now may the light and peace of Christ be with us all. As our worship begins. Death, be not proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. Welcome you very warmly to St Bride's to our special service for All Souls Tide when we remember before God friends and family members who have passed away. There will be an anthem later during this service when we shall be lighting candles in their memory here in church and this might be a time for those of you listening at home to remember those whom you have loved and lost and perhaps light candles of your own as you remember them with thanksgiving. But wherever you are this evening, we are all united in this act of commemoration. Let us pray. Father of mercies and God of all consolation, you surround us with your love and dispel the shadow of death with the hope of new life with you. Comfort us in our loss and in all times of sorrow. Be our refuge and our strength when times are hard, and lift us from the depths of grief into the peace and light of your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: A reading from the Revelation to John. Also he said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Thanks be to God.
2: Churchyard Under Snow, by David Scott. The newer headstones tense against the cold, having no moss to befriend the snow. And footsteps to them are specific, directed not for idle search, but to a particular bolster of earth. Year-long widowers write a tipped vase and shake the Christmas wreath back into greenness. A thrush cascades snow off a bouncing high branch and offers its clear song over the uniform white ground. The cold makes it so much worse, indiscriminate in its disregard for the memory of this one's summer dress and the angle of that one's cap over his shrewd brow. We used to hurry them inside from the cutting wind. Now, from that unimaginable weathering, we can only trust their souls do well to fly.
0: In the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our wonderful head verger, Robin, lives down the river from here, so he usually comes to work each day by boat because there is a regular river bus service. And I hope that Robin won't mind me stealing his story, but he had a very interesting experience a few weeks ago that really set me thinking. His vessel had just headed off onto the Thames as he set off for work, when suddenly and dramatically, and in a way that is almost unheard of these days, thick fog descended, completely enveloping the boat he was traveling on. The fog really was absolutely impenetrable. He couldn't see either of the banks either side, nor anything before or behind the boat. And to his surprise, in these days of advanced satellite technology, when one confidently expects any such minor inconvenience would be easily overcome, the boat completely ground to a halt. The captain was unable to proceed. Eventually, the river bus did start moving again, very slowly, because it was able to follow another vessel without passengers that slowly and tentatively moved ahead of it. And the two boats kept in touch by blasting their foghorns, because they couldn't actually see each other. And Robin described how strange and disorientating all of that was. Now, everyone's experience of bereavement is, of course, unique and we all find our own sometimes very different ways of handling it. But I'm sure that some of us present here today will recognise that kind of fog-bound emotional experience when you feel overwhelmed by something vast and impenetrable which you're unable to see beyond and which somehow deprives you of all the ways in which you normally take your bearings – All of which can leave you feeling lost and helpless and alone and actually quite insecure. Now the reason why I made the connection I've just made between Robin's story about a fog-bound boat and the experience of bereavement was that it reminded me of something that I read earlier this year. Following the death of his much-loved life partner, who was a mere 42 years old when he died, the Reverend Richard Coles, Radio 4 host and much else besides, wrote a book called The Madness of Grief, about his own experience of bereavement. The story he tells is a very personal and a very individual one, but I can remember being very struck by one particular passage within it, which I shall read for you now. Richard Coles wrote this A friend of mine who skippers a lifeboat once took to the helm of an icebreaker in the Gulf of Bothnia at the invitation of the captain but found it impossible to get his bearings because everything he saw out of the window was undifferentiated white ice meeting sky with an invisible join. The captain showed him the satellite chart of the ship's movements, and it was all over the place. In spite of instruments telling him where he was, his internal instruments spun like a weather vane in a typhoon. That's how it felt when I look forward, he said. When you do feel that you are completely emotionally fogbound or trapped in a landscape of undifferentiated nothingness where all the usual landmarks are taken from you, it can be so hard to, lo- to find your bearings. It can be so hard to cope with anything. You can lose all sense of yourself, all sense of direction. And it can be baffling to discover that the normal mechanisms that you trust actually don't help very much. And that can be quite frightening. And when you are in the depths of that fog or that whiteout, it can be so hard to believe that anything like normality will ever be restored to you again, particularly if it goes on for any length of time. But the reality is that that situation does change. The moment does come when, for the first time, you're surprised when a hint of familiar landscape can at last be glimpsed beyond the fog, when you finally feel yourself moving forward, albeit slowly and hesitantly. And eventually there is that shaft of sunlight, that glimpse of blue sky, dry land, familiarity. Familiarity. But the hard thing is that the experience of emerging from profound loss has a timetable all of its own, and nothing ever happens according to plan or according to a timescale that we might want to urge it to fulfil. Some of you, particularly any of you who are based here in London, May be familiar with the work of the contemporary British artist and Turner Prize winner Mark Wallinger. Amongst other things, he was responsible for the remarkable sculpture, unbelievably powerful in its simplicity, which is entitled Ecce Homo. It shows a life-sized figure of Christ, naked but for a loin cloth and wearing a crown of barbed wire, his hands tied behind his back, a sculpture which has variously been displayed on the famous fourth plinth in Trafalgar Square, and more recently during Holy Week at the entrance to St Paul's Cathedral. So many of you may have come across that particular sculpture, but it's another rather less well-known work by the same artist, in a completely different medium that I'd like to speak about tonight. It was a video that Wallinger created in 1998 entitled Threshold to the Kingdom, which is again astoundingly powerful and thought-provoking in its sheer simplicity. What the artist did was simply to take a film camera to the Arrivals Hall of London City Airport, where he filmed people as they arrived. Now, I'm sure that just about all of us have had the experience of going to an airport to collect a friend or a family member who's just flown in, and that experience of awaiting their appearance through the Arrivals gate. I've certainly been there myself, waiting, observing various travellers coming through those doors, most of them looking slightly dazed after a long and arduous flight, perhaps rather disorientated by the difficult business of being closely scrutinised at passport control and then having to go through customs, which is in its own way, as the artist points out, a kind of judgement. Is this a fit and proper person? That we should be able to let through but then those passengers suddenly emerge blinking into the arrivals hall and perhaps you too have witnessed those moments where the faces of those often tired and disorientated travelers are suddenly transformed into untold joy and delight and relief when suddenly they spot a familiar face in the crowd or when they recognise their own name on a placard, or when they are finally reunited with a much-loved family member and they know that their journey is finally at an end. They've arrived and all is well. What Mark Wallinger did in his 11-minute film called Threshold to the Kingdom was to film a sequence of those arrivals. His camera was fixed on the electronic doors, doors flanked on either side by a tall potted plant and doors which opened to admit each new arriving passenger. And in his film he captures those moments of recognition and transformation when a weary and troubled face is suddenly and dramatically filled with joy and relief. The film shows these encounters in slow motion and without any narrative or dialogue at all. Instead, that film is accompanied simply and movingly by the music of the Allegri Miserere. In a few moments' time, here in church, I shall be processing to the back the lights will be dimmed, and we shall be reading aloud the names of the loved ones whom we are here to commemorate together this evening, as candles will be lit in memory of each one of them. You at home may be lighting your own candles in memory of people who were close to your heart, who have now passed away. And here, when our list is completed, and all the candles are lit, we shall hear the choir sing that same piece of music, the Allegri Miserere. And as we we hear the choir anthem, perhaps you too might like to reflect on the threshold of the kingdom. You might like to think about who will be waiting there for you, waiting to greet you. Welcome, ready to welcome you home at the end of your own journey through this life. Amen. Father of all, we pray to you for those whom we love but see no longer. Grant them your peace and may light perpetual shine upon them. in the silence of our hearts, we name before you any others whose loss we mourn, and all lost souls whose names are known to you alone. Death, be not proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. For those whom thou thinkst thou dost overthrow, die not, poor death, nor yet canst thou kill me. From rest and sleep, which but thy pictures be, much pleasure. Then from thee much more must flow, and soonest our best men with thee do go, rest of their bones and souls' delivery. Thou art slave to fate, chance, kings, and desperate men, and dost with poison, war, and sickness dwell. And poppy or charms can make us sleep as well and easier than thy stroke. Why swellst thou then? One short sleep past, we live eternally. And death shall be no more. Death, thou shalt die.
3: Dear Father, on this solemn evening we lift to you all those who have gone before us who rest with you and we thank you for their lives we lift up our memories of those we have loved the good and the bad and we do so knowing that all shall be well Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we lift up to you those who are in the line of duty for helping others, especially doctors and teachers and social workers and healthcare workers. Father, all those who come into contact with the public, And we ask that you will be with them to give them joy and peace and rest and to help them in their ministry. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are grieving, those who feel lost and lonely, and those who miss people. For all in the darkness, shine your light. Surround those who are lost with people who care. People who will listen. People who will help lift. All of us who sometimes feel in a dark place, into the place of peace and love and joy. Sustain those who are in grief and those who are helping people on the great journey of grief. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Father, work with your church to become the great place of compassion in our world, the place where people can be themselves in all the ups and downs of life, where they can come and share the joys they have and the sadnesses, and where we can walk beside them Merciful Father
0: accept these prayers for the, for the sake, sake of, of thy blood, son our, our Saviour, savior Jesus,
3: Jesus Christ. Christ amen, amen.